Shamai, and welcome to Podcast Heraith 101. Welcome back, everybody, to my little podcast. And here we go. It's the big special, double digit, episode number 10. Who would have thought that we would actually get this far in such a small space of time? Certainly not me. But anyway, we are at number 10. But for this episode, I have a extra special section of not one, but two guests. First of all, coming up all the way from my beautiful little village back in Wales is none other than the legend himself, Paigi, Mr. Nigel Wilson. And he will be giving us an insight into village life back in the valleys of Wales, which is an amazing story. Very funny. So please stay tuned. And then because we didn't have enough space in episode number nine, directly after we have my other great friend, Lajita, where we finish off the Q&A from the Indian special. Lots to cram in, lots of really cool things to talk about. Let's get straight into it. So coming up first is one man's thoughts of what it means to him growing up in a small community deep in the heart of the Welsh Valley countryside. Shomayn, I'm pleased to have been asked to speak on Stephen's ever-popular podcast today. My name is Nigel Wilson and I'm Stephen's cousin. I've been listening keenly to the podcast since it started and really enjoyed it, especially for its light-heartedness and also my nephew Zari's questions, which being a sports lover myself, have been very enjoyable. Today, I'm going to speak about my little village and the village that Stephen was born and bred in. And it's a small village in the South Wales Valleys named Bedlinog. When I was in school, everybody used to take the out of Bedlinog. They used to say things like, when you go to have electricity, and how are the dinosaurs doing over there at the mountain today? Even some of the teachers used to wind us up about Bedlinog, mainly because we're a bit out of the way compared to other villages, with one road in and one road out. But the thing that makes Bilinog so special is its natural beauty. There are so many beautiful walks and sights to be seen in and around the village, and the views are really spectacular. Having lived in Bilinog all my life, I honestly don't think myself and other locals appreciate how special Bilinog really is. A Scottish fella, Charlie, and his wife, Jill, moved to our street a few years ago, and I've got friendly with him since. And he said to me, Nigel, we didn't have to go inside when we came to see the house first. The views won us over as we were driving across the street. And another couple at the top of the village who bought my parents' whole house, they moved from here from Oxfordshire. And they said the same. Wow, look at these views. That's why I said us bedrock people, as we are called, don't really appreciate the village as much as the so-called strangers. We sometimes take it for granted. In the past few years, we've even had people from far and wide holiday in the village, staying at our local pub, the Blinog Inn, that was before the dreaded coronavirus plague. And every one of them I have spoken to have loved the village and its surrounding walks and attractions. For such a little village, Blinog has also enjoyed its fair share of sporting success over the past 30 or so years. Our rugby side has won the National Amateur Cup three times, and our football team has won four cup finals also. 
So I'll finish my little talk today by saying that I can safely say that although all my family, my parents, my brother and sister have moved out of Berlinog over the years, the only way they'll be taking me out of the village is in a box. Thank you. Hey, awesome. Let's hope they won't be taking any of us out in the box for many, many years to come. Hope the listeners really enjoyed your insight into village life back in Wales. Fantastic. Okay, so next, coming up, as I said earlier, let's go straight back to our Indian theme from last episode 9, Q&A. What's been going on in Lajita's home life? Let's find out. When is the last time you, you visited your parents back home in India? Because now the COVID has also screwed things up, right? So when was the last time you went home? 2019 December. I came back in January 5th, I believe. So January, yeah, 2020, I was back in Germany. When you go back, how long do you normally stay for? I normally stay for a month. Do you find it hard to come back then after that month? I would say when I was living with my parents, of course, it was hard to come back to say goodbye to them again. But I think they were irritated with me as well because (laughs) I was the couch potato. I was on the couch the whole day and watching TV. I used to go back home and I used to see MasterChef Australia at 9 o'clock in the morning. The same telecast at 12. The same telecast at 1700. The same program, MasterChef Australia. Yeah, and the same, so not even a different episode. And the episode would change at 9 o'clock at night. I would see it four times. Was you always surprised about who won it at the end? Or did you know by the third or fourth time? No, I think they were all dark horses. In MasterChef, I've always seen they are dark horses. All of a sudden, they become good cooks. No, what I mean is if you watch the, you watch the same, pro, you watch the program at 9. <laughs> <laughs> now she gets it. Ah, okay, now I get it. When you watch it in a 12, you've seen, you know who the winner is, right? <laughs> That's what I did not want this at my place when I have a house. Television becomes like a member of the family. Mm-hmm. It is always on. It's your uncle. It's your favorite uncle. It's my favorite uncle. In India, we have this culture to leave kids alone. So I've lived alone since I was eight. I was so scared to be in a room without the TV. I just used to go to the kitchen briefly to get the food. My parents, they moved the TV to the bedroom, to the last room. So I had a long walk. And every time I opened the door, I used to run because I was so scared of the other rooms without TV. So TV was like a protector. Ah, so the TV was, that was your sanctum. Because there, yeah, there was noise that seemed like, okay, there's somebody with you. I don't know, I felt safe. How does that affect you in Germany? Because I like the idea, I like the concept of TV being your favorite uncle. Whenever you get up or you come home from work, first thing you do is put the TV on. You wouldn't necessarily watch the program, but there's background noise with familiar voices, familiar sounds, and it's, it's there. It's like a comfort blanket. Yeah. When you move abroad, then you don't have the same channels. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same news reporters or the same characters. Did that affect you at all? Initially, it did. YouTube was my friend. I used to stream these Indian serials, Indian news or anything I saw back home. I can't imagine life without YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Now as well, Netflix has taken over. Now it's on in my phone. I want to stop that. I don't like it. Why does the TV become a silent member? Why can't you live without a TV? 
so these are things which which we don't see right there was life without a mobile as well now people cannot think of even going out without a mobile that seems impossible to them but there are people who lived without a mobile and it was all fine i did yeah Uh, I'm not as old as you think I am, <laughs> but I remember. I remember the first mobiles coming out. They were like massive bricks. They were my generation were able to have mobile phones. We had something called SMS, texts, yeah. beep 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 mm-hmm. beep. It take you like half a day to type something, <laughs> send it. You wouldn't know if it went through or not. Then it send, and then the other phone. If it was lucky that you had a signal and it came through, it make a like a <laughs> noise or a noise like a frog or something, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah, it was a nightmare. I got my phone when I was I left school. How old were you then? Sixteen. So that was when I got my first phone. Then we had SMS, and we had this hundred SMS free per day. Oh, the good old days, the, <laughs> the crazy days of text, text messages, hundred a day. Did and I bet you was always maxing out on your hundred a day, right? Yeah, and then we, <laughs> for my friend and me, uh, we used to have missed calls. <laughs> One missed call means. My SMSs are over. I cannot message you more. Two means I'm going to sleep. Three means I'm going to have dinner. So on, so forth. Ah, like a secret code. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. So you wouldn't pick it up if you'd see the phone ringing. You'd say, "Oh, don't pick it up." Yeah, if you pick it up, then <laughs> you have to talk. No, there'll be a fight because <laughs> we hardly because you have... can't af- you can't afford it. <laughs> we cannot afford it. No, yeah. it's only a text. It's a text only deal. Hundred mm-hmm. texts a day. At the end of that. Tough titty, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So then you would say, oh, "I wonder what my friend is doing. Is she is she asleep or not?" You'd, you'd call, and then would you let her ring once or twice? Then once, once. Oh, I can imagine. I'm I'm with her bureau now. She would type a number in, ring, ring, off. Then imagine the excitement of your friend. I can imagine. I was, oh, right. There's one missed call. Is there another one coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then you must know. You must have said to your friend. When I do this one, two, three missed call strategy, there must be a certain set time between the first and the third call, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it isn't. Uh, so when you get your first phone, you're always with it. You take it twenty. You have it twenty four seven. I was your best friend. I have always been a chatterbox. <laughs> so <laughs> me and my friends. So whenever I, the people I talked to on phone were the people I was there the whole day with. Okay. And yeah, my mother worked in the telecom company. We had free calls, but yeah, still that maxed out as well. So, so hold on. So you had you had a text only deal, but you also had free calls because your mum worked in the company. And you didn't call your friends. I was not allowed to use the phone after ten. That was another rule. So no calls after ten. In the house by six, and no speaking to friends at te- after ten o'clock. Yeah, and that's how this. Miss call then runs. <laughs> so there you go, double digit episode ten done and dusted. Brilliant. Once again, thank you to the two guests, Nigel and Legita. Thoroughly enjoyed listening to their feedback and the Q and A's. Really cool. Let's do it again sometime in the future. And as always, everybody, please remember: stay safe, stay well. Ciao, Chamvaur. Ciao for now. In die tree.